Okay, we're recording. This is a proto-mini episode of the hitherto untitled Peacock Maurice podcast about love things. And for our first little proto-mini episode, I thought it would be fun for us to talk about interesting stories about love that we heard this week, because Tim and I both heard uh, an interesting story this week. Do you want to go first, Tim? I think you should go first by talking about your philosophy on Tinder. My philosophy on Tinder is that it's basically like Angry Birds, but the pigs don't die when you swipe them. That's that's my philosophy on Tinder. Um, I had to get rid of it because the, the swiping motion and looking at fun pictures was like way too soothing of a ritual. And so, of course, I had to like remove it from myself so I don't dive into an obsessive compulsive coma of swiping. I did the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> did you I, find that same? It was. I had it for like a day because I. So this started because, actually, I got some headshots done. Headshots. I'm put air, air, air quotes on headshots. <laughs> I got air quotes headshots done, and I wanted to see like okay, so now I I, I look hot. Maybe I should try this Tinder thing because I think I'd have a shot now. And then I I did it, you know, with that impetus. I was like, I asked Facebook, do I do Tinder? Do I not do Tinder? Facebook was kind of like, yeah, you know, give it a try. So so I did, and I found, like, after about a day, it was like, eh, no. People have said the same thing to me about Tinder that they say about having roommates in college, which is, like, I'm glad I did it, but never again. <laughs> yeah, that's... it's It kind of felt like porn to me because well, it was so much... Not just because it was picture-looking, but because I was like, you know what? I just want this to be food. I want to just look at, like, lots of different spaghettis, and then if I like a spaghetti, they'll tell though. me like, no, 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 like, like it would be better because it would be like, if I like a spaghetti, they'll tell me where that restaurant is and I can go get that spaghetti. But the other thing is, you know, the spaghetti's not judging you from, from behind. Yeah. The, the spaghetti doesn't have to like me <laughs> to get me to eat it. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I kind of knew where I had to be done when one of the potential dates, uh, said uh, in their profile, uh, they call me Gillette because I'm the best a man can get. And I was like, oh. nope, nope, fly into the sun. Now I'm dead. Well, and I think there's more, I think there's more lady bots for the guys to find. I think there's, I think there's more honey traps. But I'd be more interested if dude. it was a real woman robot. Exactly. Because I'm pro yeah. robot, you but it's. You teach her to love. Yeah. And show her what the human world is about. Yeah. yeah. What was your, what was your uh, profile? My, my profile? Mm-hmm. Um, you wrote it down. Oh, I, I wrote, oh yeah, I wrote that. That was a joke. I didn't actually use that. Okay, this was my, this was going to be my profile. I'm a Mormon non-sex haver. I love drama, head games, and eating a whole bag of sunflower seeds in an afternoon. I'm ridiculously anxious and get a lot of traffic tickets. But I have a big heart, not literally, and a fascination with early years Christopher Lloyd. What do you think? Too sexy? So that was my, that was going to be mine, but then I actually changed it to something really, like, sincere, because I found that I was liking more guys who had said stuff like, like, one dude just said, like, if you swipe right on me, we will go on a date, because I want to get to know people in person, and this is just a way for me to find people. And I was like, I will swipe right on you, sir, because I also like IRL. Yeah, I mean, I find, it's one of those things where I found instantaneously, like, you have to look at info. Or profile. Mm-hmm. It is never just like well. Part of the issue is that Tinder is for hookups. Yeah, and we don't want that. Well, and what's funnier to me about that is that they're not very they're not very open about it. Like they have all these things when you sign on that say like you can tell your kids you met on Tinder, 
it's like, okay, yeah. Like the illegitimate child we might make it's, together. It's, it's like someday when our, when your kids are 18 and you can finally tell them the story of your one night stand that blossomed into a <laughs> rocky relationship where you eventually both conceded you needed each other. Exactly. Hi. That's kind of... <laughs> Romantic. <laughs> that's kind of a good tie-in to the story I'm going to tell later. Oh. So I'm glad you said that. But anyway, go ahead, and, go ahead and tell your Tinder story that you heard this week. Real fast, I'm going to do my, my profile. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Read your profile. My, my profile was for two minutes, Mormon Parson... Sometimes podcaster, often overthinker, likes movies probably too much, experimental electronic music, and pizza with prosciutto. Life goals include teaching a robot to love, will settle for an alien, or a Canadian actor. (laughs) I like yours better than mine. Yours is better, though. Um, So I found this on Tinder, or not Tinder, I found this on Twitter. Someone posted this on Twitter, and it was kind of great, because someone took advantage of Tinder and the culture of it, and they made a robot that makes fake girl profiles, and it the girl will flirt with guys. It will, like, auto-swipe auto for a ton of guys. And then it will start uh, booing back and forth the messages from two randomly selected dudes who start <laughs> chatting with it. So it's like if you if the two of you swipe the same lady... You're going to wind up talking. Yeah, so it, it essentially <laughs> tricks a ton of guys into flirting with each other on Tinder. And it's hilarious. And the sad thing is I've done this before, um, kind of. Like, I, I remember it was about three or four years ago. I got bored while I was waiting in line for a ride at Universal Studios. So I decided to start texting my friends, and then I started relaying their messages <laughs> back and forth until they realized what was happening. <laughs> So you did this like manually. You like you you Cyrano de Bergerac somebody. I did. It was it was horrible. We that's what we should call this Cyrano Cyrano de Bergerac. Cyrano de Bergerac. I'm a genius. That's perfect. Oh gosh. Cyrano de Bergerac. No. Do you want to read some of the messages that these dudes sent each other? Actually, I want to try. Um this is like hey beautiful. You are beautiful. Lol. Thanks you. Where are you from? New York. You stuff like hey beautiful. Uh, guys that were actually about to meet up. Ostensibly, the guy that made it was supposed to stop them if they were about to meet up. <laughs> this one's weird. It says, I'm going to stay here for a while. Are you finished? You finding what you're looking for here? Oh, cool. I think I found it now. And you? So let's get married. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. How about we go out first? Uh, tongue sticky out emoticon. I'm in the game since one, it's too early to have the conclusion. I like your fifth picture. Hey, thank you. I like your second one. And you are looking very sexy in your fifth picture. And then the person says, I can't kiss you if you are not my wife. Mormon rules. That's why I'm still single. Ha ha. Not true, obviously. (laughs) Weird. Mormon rules. I love that. I feel like we should talk about why this is funny a little bit. Like, why? Why why do you find it funny, Tim? (sighs) Because men tend to be really possessive and invasive. And this is not, and this is of course not, not all men, but a lot of men are. And it's enough men that, it, especially that social media uh, dating services have, I frequently see horror stories of women where they are regularly bothered by men. And, and men also seem really uppity kind of overly self-conscious but in a very insecure acting out kind of way right and i think that gets heightened by tinder and the internet because Mm -hmm. it 
if you're looking for sex on the internet, you're probably a little bit freaked about trying to get it in real life with it's your very, real personality. It's very mm-hmm. much you have to buy yeah. into a look. Yeah. On either side. And it's, it's, and you know, it's like kudos to Pete. Like I saw one of the first girls I saw on Tinder was a girl who was bald with a no, nose piercing. I was like, yes, like we have the same hairstyle. <laughs> but it, it was refreshing just instantly to see this person because like someone different is, is great because mm-hmm. so many of the people on that site by looks alone, which is ironic because looks are part of what they're going on. Look cookie cutter. I find myself swiping right a lot more for people who I think look like a real person yeah. rather than a Tinder person, which is sad because even the, the Tinder people are real people. Right. But I found myself swiping right a lot for people who looked nice. And I don't mean like hot, sexy people. I mean like if he looked like he would be a nice dude or if he said something like not looking for a hookup or like let's meet up in real life or like I would like to meet new friends. Then I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll swipe right on you because like you might know other cool people and maybe you'll go to a concert with me. Dude, do, do, do. But um, anyway, so yeah, Tindor. Here's here's the story that I found this week. Uh, and your great lead in line, I will repeat, which was people who have had a rocky relationship, but in the end realized they needed each other. Um, I listened to a documentary at work uh, um, called Crazy Love. It's on Netflix. I'm going to spoil it a little bit. I won't spoil it all the way because I really want people to see it because it is a nightmare and it's amazing. But it's basically the story of these two people, uh, Burton Pugach and Linda Riss, who started dating in the 50s. He didn't tell her that he was married and dated her for a while and then finally came clean about the marriage, showed her fake divorce papers. And when she broke up with him, he basically began stalking her like crazy. And it got to the point where he, he tried to kill her himself, but he couldn't do it. He was too, he kind of chicken out. I where you're going with this. He paid two guys to throw acid in her face which permanently blinded her. She, she became legally blind. She could see like a bit. And her fiancé at the time, after a while, couldn't deal with it and broke up with her. And basically sunk her life. She dedicated the next few years to putting him in prison. He was in prison until like just after the Attica riot. And then he got out, apologized on live TV, and said that he still loved her and wanted to marry her. And an old friend of hers was worried about her being alone, and so she invited him over for dinner. And they got back together and got married. So she married the man who paid two other dudes to throw acid in her face. That's... that's After he'd been in prison for, like, I think he was in prison for maybe, uh, like, ten years or something. You'd have to watch... Go watch the documentary because it will make you cringe and make your jaw drop. And that was just amazing to me. Like, even if it had been a long time, and even if he was sorry, like, how do you marry a dude who throws acid in your face? Isn't that nuts? I guess. I I have no words. Well, I mean, I, I guess I kind of do, which is that what I've been learning recently is people lash out and that it comes from a human place. And I, I think what it shows is that, I mean, when you think about it logically in terms of like you're a person and maybe it's been like 20 years since acid was thrown in my face, maybe you've changed, mm-hmm. you know? Maybe how you feel about your acid face, you know, is, is different. 
emotions are not mutually exclusive like malice and love and that people can have both and they can be contradictory. Well, and what is so funky about it to me is that he actually admits in the documentary, these people are still alive. They have talking head interviews on this thing. He actually admits in the film that when she dumped him, he wanted to scare her so bad that she would turn to him for comfort. And like, if we're talking long game, it worked. Kind of, but not really. Uh, almost, yeah. Not- because because it turns out that, you know, these people, they met up after the fact, after all this. The people they were when they finally got back together were informed by that earlier relationship, but it's not the same thing. You know, yeah. I'd like to think. I haven't seen it, so I can't know. Anyway, like, you can't know their personalities from just one documentary. You can't know enough about the situation to judge it. But it's just so mind-bogglingly cockamamie that I had to talk about it in a public forum for some reason. Well, well. Well, well. So you have two two stories of male possessiveness and aggression. One hilarious one depressing (laughs) yeah it kind of balances out yeah anyway everybody go watch crazy love you can follow tim on tinder at t marismo you can follow tinder twitter the better one follow him on twitter at that and then you can follow me on twitter at dory e peacock yeah i know dory e peacock and we will see you guys next time